Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Peckville Assembly of God podcast. We're so glad you're here. Now, welcome Pastor Terry Drost with today's message. Before we get into the word today, I'd like to start with something funny. And I, I heard this story. It's really cracked me up about this little girl. And she asked her mom, she said, Mom, how did the human race begin? And her mom said, well, you know, God created Adam and Eve and took her through the biblical account, you know, and, and uh, then he blessed them with children. And then they had, you know, grandchildren, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, in all these, those years later, here we are today. And she said, wow, that's just, that's amazing. This little girl. A couple days later, she decided to ask her father. Well, her, <laughs> her father said, well, you know, there was monkeys. God created monkeys. And then monkeys started looking more like people. And eventually they became people. And we, we uh, come, you know, evolution, you know, Darwin said, we, we come from monkeys. And so she, the little girl was so confused and puzzled. She said, my gosh, like I asked my mom, she said, we come from God. And we, my father said, we come from, so she said, mom, dad said that, you know, we, that, that I'm confused because dad said we, we come from monkeys and you said that we come from God. Which one? And she said, oh, honey, that's so easy. When I told you about God created us, I was talking about our family, <laughs> our side of the family. Praise God. Some of you are like, I still don't get it. It's all, right. it's all right. There's no hope for you. No, I'm just kidding. There's always hope. There's always hope. Praise God. Today, acting like a wolf, we're going through a great, great study. I've had multiple people tell me this was their absolute most favorite small group that we've ever had, which is very encouraging to me. And, uh, and just to recap quick, the last couple of weeks we talked about week one, uh, thinking the right thoughts, right? Thinking like a wolf, and we, we're going to use the wolf's pack and all that stuff as a little analogy here today, what we can learn through God's creation. So how many know we need to think the right thoughts? Can you say amen? And then last week, we talked about the words that we speak. Jesus said, by your words, you will be acquitted, or by your words, you'll be condemned. How many know your words, not God's words, your words are a big, big deal? And God's word is the ultimate authority, but the words you actually speak are a big deal concerning your health, your finances, your marriage, your future, every aspect, every area of your life, you can have what you say. Those aren't my words, those are the words of Jesus. In fact, he said in Matthew 6 and 21, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So it's a really big deal, you know. When I was a kid, we used to say, be careful, little mouth, what you say. Words, and I said to you that words can impact others. Have you found that to be true? Words also impact yourself. How many know words also impact your future? Okay, and so it's a big deal. So good to have Joey and Megan back from Brazil. From on the, how was that mission trip? My gosh, I, I, amazing. You guys, I mean, I was following those posts. I mean, we're talking signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen? Praise God. God's got a great call. Give them a big hand. I'll tell you, I love this family. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Good stuff. So see words and then our thoughts. So here's what I want to talk to you about today. Are you ready? Actions. How many know actions speak much louder than words? Okay. And so the word tells us that. Uh, today we're going to take action. As, you know, and some people, let me just say this. Some people, all they have is thoughts and words. And if all you have is thoughts and words and your life doesn't line up with your thoughts and your words, it's called hypocrisy. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Amen. 
If all you have is nice thoughts and nice words, but your life is not bearing fruit according to Jesus, John chapter 14's, uh, 15's gospel, this is a fruit-producing life. What's the fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, long-suffering, self-control. So actions. You can say, I love you, but how many know actions speak louder than words? I've had people tell me, I love you so much, Pastor, and they walk out on me. I mean, they walk out of my life. Have you ever had that done? So actions. It's like God said that, you know, there are people that, you know, they acknowledge God with their lips, but they deny him with their life. Can you say amen? James said it like this, you know, faith without works. James chapter 2 and verse 17. Faith without works is what? It's flatlined. You have no faith. I don't care if you're, you say, I'm Baptist, I'm Methodist, I'm Assembly of God. I say, I'm Terry Drost. Amen? Middle initial G for Greg with three G's. Daniel Boone was a descendant of my, my mom's side. So, you know, I come from good stock. Amen? But, you know, just because we say we're something doesn't mean we are. Okay? How's your actions? What do they look like? You know? So 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm actually going to read this from the message paraphrase because I love the beauty of this way it brings it out. Here's Paul writing, and this is what he says to the church at Thessalonica. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says, no, I'm sorry. He says, he says, your, no, listen, your sons of light, let me just stop right there. Your sons of light and daughters of day. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Your sons of the light and your daughters of day. We can just stop right there. Isn't that good? Think about that. We're supposed to walk in the light. Amen? Look at. And then, he's, and, then, and then he says, walk out into the daylight, sober, dressed up in faith, love, and the hope of salvation. So that's how we're supposed to walk. So it's an actual fruit-bearing life. It's actions, right? Everybody say actions. Amen. And so, you know, I can sum this, this, this sermon up in one sentence, and it'll be this. Your daily activity should come from your new identity. Your daily activity should come from your new identity. You might want to write that down. Your daily activity should come from your new identity. Your identity, everybody look this way, is not your pain. It's not your past. It's not your addiction. It's not your family tree. Your identity is in Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. And so if we really believe that, that we're, we are who we say we are, our actions will always show it. Your daily activity should come from your new identity is what Paul is saying here. You know, day to day, your brand new life, you should act like a wolf, okay? You know how to howl like a wolf? We did that last week. Some of you are like, Jesus said there's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Don't get all super hyper-spiritual on me. Because certainly God would not have created a wolf, you know, without some good things. He also said, like serpents, he said, we're to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. Okay, so don't get overly, you know, overly saved here. You know, I have a dirt devil. I bind the dirt devil, my vacuum cleaner, okay? Okay. So then let me just talk about wolves for just a minute with you. This, I learned some great things this week. Every wolf has a pack. You know that, right? Not a pack of Marlboros, a pack, Okay. Every wolf has a pack. They're actually very, listen, they're very social creatures. And uh, there's a lot of fascinating things about wolves. That, did you know that a wolf can smell, here's one, a hundred times more 
a stronger, their sensitivity to smell than a human being. That's a superpower I'm glad I don't have. <laughs> let me just let that one go this morning, okay? <laughs> Incredible creatures. You study, the Bible says the invisible things will be seen through God's creation, right? So we can learn a lot. How many of you have a dog? Amen. How many of you have a cat? You guys should be in the other church, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We have a demonic cat anointed from hell. If I tell you what it did yesterday, I'm t- I, I, I wasn't that spiritual. Amen. My actions weren't backing up my words. Amen. Please don't get me started. <laughs> Praise, Praise God. So uh, listen to this quote by Rudyard Kipling. This is from the Jungle Book. I love this. The strength of the wolf is in the pack, and the strength of the pack is in the wolf. Strength of the wolf is in the pack. Strength of the pack is in the wolf. Isn't that good? Rudyard Kipling, little struggling writer. Yeah, hardly. So the idea is that wolves stick together. This is very true. So no lone wolf has protection. A lone wolf goes out by itself and it gets eaten alive by other packs. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So let me ask you this question, loved ones. What pack are you rolling with? What pack? Here's what I know for sure. This, is, this has been verified years ago. The, the five people that you're closest with, you'll be the average of. Financially, intellectually, how about this one? Spiritually. That's an actual fact. The five people that you're closest with, that you hook up with, that you roll with, your pack, your posse, the ones that you hang out with, that you spend the most time with, you'll be the average of the total of the five of them. Does that make sense? So if you want to have more money, get around people that you know, aren't on welfare, okay? I'm not knocking people on welfare, but are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says, I can make it really legal, there's a cousin scripture. How about this one? Wise people hang with wise people. Amen? Uh, if you're the smartest person in your circle, it's time to expand your circle, <laughs> okay? And a wolf pack knows that. Now watch this. In a wolf pack, there's uh, an alpha. They absolutely have personalities in these animals. It's crazy. They have an alpha male. That's the leader. How many know that, that you, you, you have to have a pecking order or otherwise you can't have order? That's why they call it pecking order. You got it? And so alpha male is the alpha wolf. He's the, he's the lead dog, okay? Did you, how about this? Did you know they also have an alpha female? Isn't that good news, ladies? How many know God wants our ladies to be strong? And here's a word right out of the women's ministry. He wants you to flourish. He wants you to be up and coming, not defeated and depressed. Amen? So there's an alpha. Watch this. There's also what they call beta wolves in the pack. They make up the, the majority of the pack. Some of you know this. You're nodding your heads. So they're actually the ones that are like the lieutenants that carry out the work of the pack. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Isn't that interesting? Are you getting the parallels? We all have different personalities. We all have different assignments on this side of eternity. And God has hardwired us all. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Isn't that beautiful? So alpha, there's betas who are like lieutenants. And then there's, watch this, then there's also an omega wolf in every pack. You know what the omega wolf does? They're, they're, they like to have fun. You know anybody like that? <laughs> Some of you are doing like rabbit ears out there. It's just hysterical. This church is too much fun. They're like pointing at like. My husband like looks. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. <laughs> it's just like, you know, they like to have fun. They're actually a court jester. 
It, and and they, then they could tell this. It's just so, this was so fascinating to me from reading this week in the study we're doing together, right? And it's saying, like, they, they come around. Now, they're like the low man on the totem pole, so when, the, when the, there's a kill or something, they get pushed out of the way. It's like, you wait for the leftovers. But they also have a role of an encourager. Isn't that interesting? How many know God wants us all to be a little bit of that? Probably a lot more in the world we live today. Things are so discouraging, we should be encouraging. Encourage means to give courage. Discourage means to take courage away. That's literally what the word means in its purest of form. And so, you know, what pack are you running with? Who are you spending your time with? Opportunity knocks. Churches that have a strategic plan for small groups. It spells health. Listen, if you hang around people who are unspiritual, guess what? You're probably going to backslide. If you hang around people, right, guys? You just come back from Brazil. How many people were on that trip? 80 young people. In Sao Paulo, Brazil. Is Sao Paulo the capital? I can't remember. Is it? Brasilia. Brasilia. What's that other place? I really like to go there someday. Colas. How do you say? You're speaking in tongues? No, no, Rio. No, it was where they had the, the FIFA. Rio de Janeiro. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm having too much fun. My granddaughter, can I just show you? You got to see this. Can I just, just, What's Papa doing? Just, just hang on to that just a second. Oh, she got to bring her food with her. She's dressed up like an avocado. Sorry, sorry. I just had an ADD moment there. I, I apologize. It's just beautiful. Our kids are all dressed up today. You know, they're having fun out there. How many of you like to dress up? All right, so, you know, so it's interesting. So the, the, here's the question. What pack? Who are you hanging out with? Who's your posse? Who's the group that you're with? The Bible says that we should spur one another on to love and good deeds. Amen? So are you with an encouraging group? Are you with people who are always pulling on you? I would say look to get with people that will help build your faith and not tear it down. Amen? Praise God. So, you know. Here's the point. Be, be part of the right pack, okay? And then secondly, take thought to your posture. Your posture. How many remember your mom saying when you were a kid? My mom said, sit up, will you? Right? Stand up straight. You ever see some people's posture? They walk in Monday morning, their knuckles are dragging on the ground. You ever see anybody like that? Or they always got their hands in their pockets. Can I tell you what? Your posture in worship is a big deal. Some of you are hearing what I'm saying. Your posture and worship. Oh, I can give you so many verses. Psalm 47 says, clap your hands. All ye people shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I was reading this book this week about the American wolf. Do you know that their howl can be heard over 10 miles away? You know why they howl? Because they're firing one another up. It's like a pregame locker room speech, man. They're getting fired up because they know if they go out on that field like, oh, we're so defeated. We're not going to win. We're going to get our butt kicked. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get your butt kicked. Can I tell you, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ, according to your faith, be it done unto you. Your posture in worship, if your posture in worship is like this, I sing praises to your name. Oh, I can't wait till it's over. Why are they going to sing another song? I'm so tired. Where are we going to go to eat? Uh, Let me tell you, your posture is you're going to have no strength. (laughs) Can I tell you what, folks? Let me just give you a little medical background. Don't take my word for it. You do the research. Do you know how many diseases are stress-related? 
and they're linking it, a lot of it, to posture now. It's just amazing to me. Did you ever see someone stand like this? Literally hold their two fingers on their jugular vein? Not a good idea. I'm giving you actual, this is, I'm not, no joke, this is actual fact. It actually caused your cortisol level in your saliva. Have you did a saliva test? This is from the medical community now. 15 minutes of doing this. Gosh, I'm going to do one about those situation. Within 15 minutes, your cortisol levels will plummet. You know anybody that's a nail biter? See the posture? Gosh, that's not. Let me tell you what. For, now watch this. This is medically proven. For those people that will stand up like an Olympic champion, it actually, watch this, causes the testosterone level to go up by over 20%. The pleasure center of the brain, watch this, the pleasure center of the brain, stay with me, what creates dopamine and serotonin when your hands are lifted like this to heaven versus, oh, I don't know, I'm so depressed. See, you can have what you say. Posture's a huge deal. That's why when you shout unto God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord has done great things. David said, I will lift up my hands. Well, I'm not Pentecostal. Has zero to do if you're Baptist, Methodist, Assembly of God, or Presbyterian St. Luke. Has everything to do with the Word of God. So I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary of God. I will give praise unto the Lord Most High. Can you say praise God? See how it works? We get our gate open, we get our mouth open, we lift our hands like an Olympic champion because why? Because God has done great things. And I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy because somebody that has a bad attitude. Not going to rain on my parade, buddy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen? I love you, man. Awesome, buddy. The good man right there. Talk about rolling with a pack, right? Good people be around. David, it's good to see you, buddy. Bless you. I love you. Praise God. Amen? Posture. Amen. Like, it's just like men. I mean, come on. When I grew up, Rick, we grew up, a man, you shake a man's hand, they shake, give you a man's handshake. Amen? What in the world today? You go to shake some guy's hand, and they're like, <laughs> it's like, what is that? Where'd that come from? You know? I was at Brother Ted. I said, what do you do? He goes, I like watching westerns. He's wearing cowboy boots and sweatpants. <laughs> I love him so much. He just cracks me up. He's a man. Let men be men. Your posture is a big deal. Amen. Square your shoulders, man. Stand up straight, you know. Praise God. <laughs> Here's another one I'll give you this. Focus on your pregame. Focus on your pregame. That's what wolves do. They focus on their pregame. They're going out on a hunt. They focus. You know how they focus? They start howling and they, they fire each other up, you know. You know, think about this. We put all this emphasis on the outward appearance, right? And so what do we do with that? You know, you get up in the morning, you brush your hair, you brush your teeth, I hope, okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, we get rest, right? We go to work. But can you imagine, folks, what would happen? And, I, and I, I'm commending. I know some of you are just wonderful, godly people. But, you know, I'm just maybe challenging a few other people here. Can you imagine if you focus more on the inside instead of the outside? Can you imagine what would happen if we spent time in this book in the morning and spent time with Jesus and thought about the day before the day ever got started? We would move from being a victim to a victor, more than a conqueror. 
See, we take control of those thoughts and we take control of those words and then we're taking today control of our actions. Think about your pregame a little bit. You know, get focused, right? I'm going to do good today in sales, right? I'm going to do good in business. I'm going to do good on the job. My business is blessed and highly favored of God. Amen? I was talking to Brother Steve yesterday, right? By the way, I enjoy, uh, Bonnie, your, your ministry. You guys worship in the Lord today. Wasn't that good? Coming into the 11 a.m., set the atmosphere. Give them a big hand today. God bless you guys. All the way from Colorado, and now living in Factoryville. Why do they call it Factoryville? Eighteen hundreds. Wow. That was prophetic. Amen. Praise God. I declare war is over. Amen. That's awesome. But you said to me yesterday, Steve, you said, Pastor, he said, I'm the luckiest man alive. And we were talking about the good things God's doing in our life after a men's breakfast, right? He said, I'm the luckiest man alive. He said, I know you say you are. And I said, that's okay. I'm blessed and highly favored. That's a good place to just drop the mic right there. Amen. I'm blessed. How many of you would say I'm blessed? Go ahead, just lift your hand. It won't hurt you. It'll help you. Say, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. God is for me. He's not against me. And if God is for me, who could be against me? Let's give God praise this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, you know, your, your pack, your posture, your pregame, these are important things. You know, don't worry about things. I learned this week that most Americans live in a perpetual state of what's called shallow breathing. They're not even breathing right. You ever meet anybody like that? I know one guy, I won't say his name, he doesn't come here. He's, dad knows him, he's been around a long time. Um, you know, he gets so worked up when he's talking, he'll like talk to you and he'll say, and, and, and it's always a problem too. It's always like this downer, like he's always at war with somebody. Listen, folks, we, this, if you don't know what this series is about, listen, we battle the Bible says the devil. We know that. Okay, Ephesians 6 and other, other verses. We also battle the world. What's the world? That's, that's mindsets that are in opposition to God. Okay. But how many know that the biggest battle is against ourselves sometimes? The man in the mirror. And this man, Dad, I won't say his name, but you'll know who I mean immediately. He talks so fast and he's always fighting with somebody. Anybody like that? It's always drama, and it's always an issue, and it, what a horrible waste of energy, not to mention your everyday life. You see, and people that don't know God, it's ridiculous. Why would you do that? And he'll talk so fast, right? And then all of a sudden, he'll go like this. He'll say, and they did all these things, and he doesn't even take a breath. Then he'll go, <gasps> doesn't he? I'm telling you the truth. I was standing on this bank. We are looking at this development. There's a beautiful development going up over here. I don't know if you noticed. There's be hundreds of homes here. Guess what? I drive down there and say, I can't believe they're taking on the trees. I think it's great. Can I tell you what? That's more souls that we're going to win for Jesus. Man! Come on, somebody! Thoughts, words, actions. Actions speak louder than words. Amen? Guess what? All them homes down there? And Rick, you know this, you guys are into real estate, like, it's such a beautiful thing when you go down, I look, guess where they're, guess what they're looking at? They're looking right up at this church, right up at the cross, like a city on a hill. 
Would be to God that we, that we would get our priorities in order again and saying, what has God put in our hand? Amen? So, you know, so, and I'm just saying, like, you know, they suffer from shallow breathing, which means what I, I, I've just learned this this week that, you know, that it could cause your, your mind to get fuzzy when you're not breathing. I actually have a watch. So you guys have this like little watch that says, breathe deep. You know, that, take a deep breath that actually helps clear your thinking. You know, and we sometimes we think it's so spiritual. Listen, not everything is spiritual all the time. Can I just can I say that? Is this okay? I know we're in church, but you know, and I know we want to sometimes. Let me tell you, sometimes prayer, I'm not saying don't pray. I'm assuming you pray, okay? Sometimes prayer is a cop-out for you being responsible. Is anybody listening to me? We're gonna pray for people in a minute, we're gonna anoint them with oil, and God will get the victory. But listen, sometimes people make their own problems. Is this okay? <laughs> they bring it upon themselves. And they want, they come in and they talk to me like I'm a therapist and I'm going to, I'm not a therapist, I'm a preacher. I believe that there's a God in heaven who heals our bodies, amen? Come on, and they're all, they're all worked up like that. They're like, you just need to pray, you just need to pray, you just need to pray. And I'm like, no, you just need to stop drinking so much soda. Come on. It's time to stand. That's what my watch will say. Time to stand. Time to stand up on your feet. Why do you think it says that? It's measuring your heart rate. Your heart gets up to about 120 beats a minute. Medically fact, verified. So there's no argument here. Your mind gets fuzzy. If it gets up to 150 beats, you shut right down. You can't even think. Sometimes you see red. That's why when you're in a fight or an altercation with somebody, that you never think of the right things to say until after you've cooled down. Does that make any sense at all? So, you know, we're praying, God, you just need to do something. God's like, uh, actually, that one's on you. <laughs> Is this okay? You created this mess. You want me to fix it? You ran up the credit card to 50000 <laughs> My God, what were you, why didn't you, why didn't you just do, play? What is that guy they used to call him with the plastic surgery? General Custard, or I don't know, whatever it was. <laughs> whatever. It's not God's fault. It's the man in the mirror. It's the woman in the mirror. It's not the church. Let me tell you, the church is an easy target. The larger it is, the easier the bullseye is. Any fool can criticize. Let me ask you, what are you doing with your life? The man in the mirror. What are you doing with what God's entrusted you with? I'm not taking any credit for this work, folks, but this used to be a rat-infested dump where this building is. Look what the Lord has done. But he chooses to work through people. Can you say Amen. Praise God. So again, focus on your pregame. I'm going to give you the last one here. Utilize your props. Your props. I like this. This, is, this. this helps. So actors use props. We went to a Broadway show the other day. It was interesting, the props they use. Everything that's on a movie set has been curated by a prop master. There's a wardrobe. Actually, it's in the text. Look at, look at Thessalonians with me, 5. Verse 8. Everybody okay out there? Not taking too much time. <laughs> You're not short breathing out there, are you? <laughs> Causing your mind to get foggy. <laughs> Praise God. Look at the text with me. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 8. Since we are creatures of the day, let's act like it. Am I good? Walk out into the daylight sober, dressed up in faith, love, and hope, salvation. Isn't that awesome, the Word of God? From the message. I, I just love the way Eugene uh, Peterson actually brings that out. So what does that mean? You've got to put some of that on sometimes. 
You've got to dress for success. You've got to put your coat of faith on. Amen? The Bible talks about it in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, put on the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, somebody. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of the peace. The belt of truth. Watch this. The shield of faith to fend off the, fend off the fiery darts of the enemy. Watch this. The sword, which is the word of God, which will decapitate any onslaught of the enemy, including against your mind. Get strong. Be strong, church. The world we're living in, we're going to need it. It's better off to be prepared, have a pregame. Amen? Have your props. That's our props. Clothe yourself with righteousness, with faith, with Holy Spirit. Amen? We're not children of the dark anymore. We're children of the daylight. You are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, the Bible said. God has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen? I love the light. I love it when it's sunny. How many of you love this, the sun? I mean, my gosh, if you can't believe there's a God in heaven in Northeast Pennsylvania, in the, like the day we had yesterday, your, your fire has gone out. Amen? Your blesser's broke. I mean, come on. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Can I, let, me tell you, let me tell you this really quick. I'm almost done. Did you know, I learned this this week too. This really helped me. So I don't feel thankful. You know. Yeah, but this thing. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but that. But that situation and that, that he said, she said, and they, they're over there and he's going, that guy's mad and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you, listen to your thoughts, your words, and now what today we're talking about your actions. Amen? If you write down, watch this. Just once a week, I did this actually in the worship in the 9 a.m. service. If you write down five things you're thankful for once a week, watch this. It literally will lift your serotonin and your dopamine levels in your brain. Again, pleasure center to make you more happier than what you came in the door. If you'll write that down, that little exercise once a week, just five things you're thankful for. It will up that happiness by 25%. That's a lot. When's the last time you did that? Do you write them down? That challenged me. I was like, God, it's not hard. You can say, you know, if you can't think of anything else, I'm not thankful for salvation. Amen? In fact, I got my list right here. You want me to read it to you? This is in the 9 a.m. They're in worship. Where my son was actually preaching. I'm thankful for salvation. That I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. And if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, I wouldn't stand a chance. I'm on the winning side. I don't know if you read the last page of the book, but we win. We're on the winning team. We're with the right pack. Can you say amen? Come on. We're rolling with the right pack here. Amen. I'm not on a highway to hell. I'm on a highway to heaven. The guy that wrote that song, Highway to Hell, by the way, they found him dead a couple months later, intoxicated. He choked on his own vomit in the gutter. So I'm not on a highway to hell, and I'm not even going to sing I'm on a highway, even if the, the, the beat is cool and all that. Be careful what you speak. See how that works? So I'm thankful for salvation. How about this one? I'm thankful for my wife. I really am. He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from above. I claim that one. Amen? That's why I said to Brother Steve, he said, I'm lucky. He, he said, Pastor, I'm lucky. I said, no, but I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen? Praise God. How about you? What are you thankful for? I'm just trying to help you. Is this okay this morning? You know, uh, how about this? I'm thankful for my health. 
Amen? How about this? I'm, I'm thankful for my kids. We raised three boys. They're not perfect. There's two sides, amen? Two families. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Some of you will get that later. They'll get it later, Angel. They'll get it later. Just take a deep breath. You'll be fine, okay? Just take a deep breath. Come on. You want to Google it? Google how many... Oh, God. Anyway, watch this. How about this one here? I'm thankful for these grandkids. Listen, I didn't even start on the church. Amen? Are you thankful for our kids, right? You guys got... Pastor Casey must have got beautiful kids. My God, it's a blessing, right, Rick? Then I can say, Lord, I'm thankful for the word of God. See? Don't get all jacked up with the order. Just put it down. I'm thankful for the book. I'm thankful for the word. I'm thankful for the blood. I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for your work, Lord. I'm thankful for the work of God. I'm thankful we have a church with a roof and, and there's air conditioning and heat and there's people that love God. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for good friends. And brothers in Christ, right, Ed? Amen. Amen. Thankful for men of God that will lift up your arms at times like, like they did with Moses in the battle. I appreciate them. I really do. appreciate them. You know, I talk about pastor's appreciation. This is no joke. I appreciate you folks. This is our life. This is not some idea that we decided to do a couple years ago. And, you know, no, this is God's work. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Those are the words of Jesus, folks. Can you say praise God? Thankful. Just write it down. Say, well, you know, I just, uh, let me tell you, let me just give you this last. This isn't in your notes, but you already know this, but I'm going to say it anyway. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not some self-help psychobabble. But I'm just telling you that some of the stuff that we say is spiritual is not spiritual. Some of it is us. We're in our own way. We limit ourselves by our mind, by our words, and our actions. And the Holy Spirit will make up the difference. Amen? That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Actually, it's his story. <laughs> Amen? Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Would you stand and just lift your hands with us today? Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that message. And if you did, take a photo of you listening and tag us on your social. Thanks again for joining us. We love you, God loves you, and may God's richest blessing be yours.